So, my casual dude, here we are again. Here we are again. I'm getting kind of sick of staring into your eyes at this point. Yeah, you know, you're looking at me and just going like, you know, who's oh. this, this damn video keeps coming to my house. No, it's the hunker hunker. You can't forget. Oh yeah, from our previous filming. Yeah, you're our, you're our uh, fanboy. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, hi guys. Uh, guys, we are Cinema Suitcase, and today, in honor of the new Candyman reboot, reboot slash sequel coming out, we thought we'd give the man give the man his due and do the original Candyman from 1992, which, which I is, think, uh, as you said, it's it's uh, we're gonna honor that movie, which I think is a lot better than what we did for Suicide Squad. Yeah, that we, was we, it, we, yeah, was it worth honoring that movie? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because no. we, 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 yeah, so our Suicide Squad episode will probably be out before this, so yeah. everyone will know how much we butchered that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we won't butcher this movie too much. No, so. I actually, this was actually a nice film. I, yeah. actually, I enjoyed it. I mean, um, I saw it. Yeah. Like, just should you, you want to do your stats first? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do the. Okay, no, let's, let's just do our do our stats. No problem. I don't want to butcher and then, the format. And then, um, yes, but but anyway, but yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for watching, or if you're listening on the on one of our podcast platforms, we really appreciate it. Uh, and then also just uh, just say you no know, spoiler warning. Just for if you haven't seen the original Candyman, go watch it. Then come back. Come back here because we will be discussing some spoilers. Of course, for the story, to see you guys aren't triggered. Uh, so this movie, so this movie was directed by Bernard Bernard Rose, mm -hmm. and it was and the story was written by both him and Clark Barker. Um, Rose, like R O S E. Yeah, Rose. Okay. Yeah, sure. Bernard Rose and Clark Barker because uh -huh. I think it was based on a book that Clark Barker wrote. Sure. Um, Original music, the music's pretty good in this one. Yes, it is. Even I acknowledged that in the yeah. opening scene. Yeah, it's done by uh, Philip uh, Philip Glass. That's that's like the, the musical composer. Sure. Cinematography by Anthony B. Richmond. Your yeah, cinematography's not too bad. And film editing by Dan Ray. <laughs> yeah, that I did see last night. Yeah, when I was reading the credits. Oh, Dan Ray. So yeah, let's <laughs> discuss. I'll go first with initial. I, 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 yeah, initial. Yeah, because I have seen this movie once before, and obviously the second time now with him. But this is his first viewing. So this was, was this was my first ever introduction into the Candyman universe. So, I, I didn't even know it was a thing. So what is so what was so what was your initial? I actually, it was a wonderful movie. Um, uh, to me, as I as I said just before we started, he he was the slasher that came late to the party because he, yeah. he what ninety two this came 92, out ninety two yeah. and of course the the major slashers were already established you know Leatherface Jason Michael uh, Myers Michael Myers Freddy Krueger yeah there we go all of them are eighties characters so to me he's a little bit late but he's also a little bit different as a slasher yeah. and that's what intrigued that's, me about him that's actually why i mean the reason why i wanted to do this episode well not only because you know there's a new Candyman reboot coming out but actually because when i watched this movie i actually was like yeah this is actually quite a different horror slasher movie it is and that's why that's why i thought it'd be an interesting episode for us to actually discuss I, I, think, I agree because it's it's not like your usual like you know there's a bunch of t horny teenagers and then the slasher just goes around and slowly, pick, them, yeah. slowly picks them off one by one this movie was very 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 different it's completely different um formula to, yeah, the, to the usual formula. slashers so they're just like hey you girl and yeah. then the, sl the serial killer rocks up so yeah hmm. um initially as i said this was like my first ever uh exposure to the 
to this franchise, soon to be. <laughs> I, I've never heard of him beforehand. You sat me down, you literally grabbed my mm -hmm. collar and you were like, hey fool, we have to watch this for the Candyman movie coming out. So I was like, okay. And we sat down and I really enjoyed it. As yeah. just as you argued, so I'm gonna I'm gonna copy your argument. It's it's a completely different approach to a slasher. Mm. And I know he's not as mainstream as and as big as the others, but I think he's still actually quite a cool villain. He is quite a cool villain. Actually interesting that he's like from the hood and not like some yeah, that's dusty what, farm. That's what I kinda like it. It's it, it's a very different setting for a horror movie because a lot of these horror movies are usually set like in camps or like in forests or mm. I, I know like the Nightmare on Elm Street series is sort of set in the like sort of like the picturesque you know like perfect you know like the picket fence neighborhood with mm -hmm. all the with all the with all the you know parents and like the idyllic type of um, lifestyle family family setting mm -hmm. but this one they were like no we're gonna go to like a actually more like, you know, a, uh, well, not poor section, but a more, run like, you down. know, a more rundown, less fortunate type of section of the city. And we're going to make it more like an urban type of horror. Mm, which actually added fuel to the whole urban legend thing. Yeah, the urban they, legends. Yeah. Like, um, people universally in that area, people that stay there, they all seem to agree he exists. Yeah. Despite having no real interaction. But they're trying to, interaction. they're trying to avoid it. They don't like to talk about Candyman and mm. everything, but, um, so yeah, so my history with this movie, uh, to let you guys know, um, I never watched this movie when I was growing up as a kid, but I remember my mom used to tell me stories about Candyman, because she watched Candyman when she was younger, obviously when this movie came out. Did you meet him? No, 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 I didn't meet the actual Candyman. If I met Tony Todd, that'd be freaking cool, but no, 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 um, uh, she watched the original Candyman movie when obviously when it came out and it freaked out her, her out. It's like one of the horror movies that she's actually really, really, that really freaked her out when she was younger. And it's one of the horror movies she actually doesn't really want to rewatch ever. Like, I don't know, she found Candyman very scary. So I thought, okay, one day I'll watch this movie. And then the other, I think it was last, it was earlier this year or last year. I thought, okay, you know what, I want to, I want to actually give Candyman or Candyman a watch. So uh, I watched the movie and uh, I actually really enjoyed it. And I was very impressed by it because it was, because like, like we said earlier, it was, it's very different to your usual slasher horror movie mm, and type thing. And the, the approach they took, the, how they approached it was just completely different. Totally different. Like, like he wasn't almost entirely a myth. He seemed to almost be like a community member. That's how popular <laughs> yeah. he was. He was in the neighborhood. He was like that crazy old uncle that no one <laughs> talks about. The opposite of a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Your, your unfriendly neighborhood Candyman. <laughs> Candyman, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's that's uh, uh, like just initially initial impressions. It was it was brilliant all, was, all around for me. It was. Really I know we're gonna go a bit more in depth afterwards, but um, as it's just brilliant start. Yeah, it, <laughs> it got is. off to a great start, but the 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 new reboot trailer is concerning for me. But I'll get there when we discuss. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that towards the end. But anyway, so the story we follow a a. Um, uh, 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 post-grad student or I think she's like yeah she's a post-grad student because she's already mm. graduated but she's still writing papers at the university mm. um, and she basically uh, I can't remember her name now so we'll put a, we'll put a little um, correction of her character name text in the, video, in the video but um, she basically uh, is invest she's writing a, her and her friend are writing a paper on, on Candyman and sort of the myth about it and everything and they sort of want to go investigate but she doesn't really want to do the the, the, the the same boring, just regurgitate everything that everybody already knows type of paper. Mm. She really wants to sort of go go into the trenches and sort of really find out 
who Candyman is and everything like that. And, and like the, the story behind him. Yeah. If because, he's real. Yeah, and then they go investigate. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool setup. She has a husband who is like, oh, who's a professor there at the, 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 the university or college or wherever they teach at. And he's clearly like, you know, in love with himself. And oh, one, yeah. of his student, one of his students is a bit too... She uh, stays for extra classes. Oh yeah, no. She needs uh, special special attention to pass the class. Do yeah. anything for an A. I'll do anything for an A. Yeah. Basically, it's like that. It's that stereotypical teacher, teacher, you know, teacher classmate thing gone wrong, mm -hmm. student gone wrong. But yeah, so um, and then the uh, movie, the myth around Candyman takes place in this neighborhood called Cabrini Cabrini Green, which I actually quite like as a setting. I think it's quite a cool. Setting. I quite like the name. Because <laughs> it's like this apartment complex. It's like this rundown apartment uh, section of the city. Um, and, uh, you know, the people the people that live there. I mean, obviously, there was like some, you know, the, the, there's obviously like gangs and stuff there. But there's also like just people that, you know, obviously have nowhere else to go. And they're just trying to, they're just trying to get by. Like mm. the, the one woman that we meet later that has her, that, that has her, um, her baby child and she's just trying to like raise her. She just wants to raise her son and everything. Have a normal life. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um in real life as well if there's a sort of rundown area and there's known gangsterism in that area people think everyone's just a hoodlum in the meantime there are people there that are just trying to live their life like normally as best yeah. as they can yeah and that stereotype is is um uh like it's given more truth in this movie because yeah they are normal people <laughs> yeah and um so for like as a run bar by the plot, I think we'll run by the plot step by step too much. Not because the plot's bad. The plot's very good. It is very good. It's just that it's it, uh, uh, basically it, because the the first like I think like forty minutes of the movie is just her basically going into going to Gabrini Green, talking to the, the residents there, actually learning about Candyman and everything. It tells proper world building, just like the eighties and nineties movies do. They they take a long time for their character and world to build before anything happens. We, we talked about this in Alien. Yeah, and I quite, I quite, what I also quite like about this, uh, this, uh, this uh, movie is that uh, she sort of starts investigating, she meets a little kid. Um, I can't... His name is Jake. Yeah, Jake, Jake. Yeah, I think that's his name. Uh, she meets Jake and then Jake is like, <laughs> I don't know, he's like, he's like very, uh, that kid made me laugh, like just his eyes and everything like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's just like like he's seen he's seen stuff. He's seen a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, she eventually the, the catalyst of the movie really comes where she we he he leads her to this like uh, communal like this public communal bathroom that's like not even in the, not even in the main building it's just out there like it's in the a park separate little... in the park it's like a little like hut it's bathroom. like a public bathroom almost public bathroom basically um, and he tells her the story about this kid that you know he was with his mom. And she was shopping and then he kept he was annoying her so he just, just said whatever just go to the bathroom and then he went to the bathroom and then he was murdered by Candyman. and quite in a gruesome way we do see bits we see bits of what happened and it was it was very gruesome yeah it actually caught me off guard because in the um sequentially in the film that's the first real death that you see yeah it's like the first sort of any any sort of um someone who's had contact with Candyman. that's the first time other than that it's just like a rumor yeah. So when you see it, you're like, "Whoa!" This guy. It sort of opens up with the with the with this because when they open this when they the very first scene when they first tell the story of Candyman, 
Um, it's sort of like the it's a typical slasher movie setting where it's a it, there's a teenage girl she's looking after some little kid. The little kid goes to sleep. She brings her boyfriend or not even her boyfriend, like some guy that she likes over. Then they you know get, uh, again ready to get to get business. And then she tells him to go sit downstairs because she has a surprise for him. And then we and then all we know is that is that Candyman basically came and then killed her because basically what happens with the Candyman the myth is that you look in the mirror and you say Candyman's name five times and then he appears. And then yeah, but I, I kind of like that because I kind of like that it, it sort of it starts with the typical slasher movie setting, like the typical setting you're used to seeing, and then it goes completely different. It really changes trajectory entirely. It yeah. starts off like an an eighties uh, slasher. They sort of subvert. Well, okay, I know a lot of filmmakers use this word and they use it. It's in a pretend. It's kind of pretentious now. Subvert but, expectations. But yeah, but back then when they were actually doing it properly, it was like they properly they actually subvert your expectations. They mean, at first you think, oh, okay, okay, cool. I've seen this a million times. Traditional slasher. I know what I'm in for. But then they completely do a 180, and then like they give you a completely different type of experience. Maybe they designed. Um, Candyman around that concept they were like maybe they had a first draft and they were like okay this is like everything else that came you know eight to ten years before our movie how can we make it different so they sort of they sort of grab your attention like okay you know you know uh, what's gonna happen these guys get wrecked because they're stupid and then suddenly it goes and it changes yeah completely yeah. And then suddenly you're like, whoa, this isn't like a normal slasher that I've seen a hundred times. Yeah. Let's let's continue. So yeah, so she goes into the bathroom obviously to investigate and like the bathroom is uh <laughs> it's a typical it's a typical boys' bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not very not very pleasing to the eye. And then she meets uh, and then she obviously gets cornered by these gang men and there's like some idiot gangster guy who uh -huh. obviously has a fake like hook that he uh -huh. holds between his hands and he's like, I am Candyman, but uh -huh. meanwhile he's not and then and he's just some he attacks her. Now I kinda like how they subvert that expectation. They kinda they sort of make you think that oh wait, is really is, is really, it really him? Is this really Well, okay, you kinda know that it's not really Candyman. You're like, Okay, who the hell is this guy? But I do kinda like that they sort of like they mm. trick the main character into uh -huh. thinking that because after that she just thinks that oh no Candyman's not real. It's, it's, just, just, some, a, uh -huh. it's just some gangster that was taking, uh, that was that was using the myth as a way to sort of like uh, scare the locals, basically. Pretty much, exactly, which is also cool. Um, he had like that meat hook. Yeah, he had that like meat hook. And he was just kind of, he was rude. I mean, he punched her for no reason. Well, because she's, I don't know, she was she was looking into his business and he didn't want that. So oh, okay, no, maybe he just like maybe he lost his mind and he became. Well, the Candyman, he believed he was. And I guess there's also that one scene that kind of bugs me where I understand it's police procedure, they have to, they have to, um, uh, uh, because, you know, they do that, 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 that oh, the, suspect, the police lineup, the yeah. suspect lineup where they have all the people, then the line is basically like, you know, um, uh, 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 uh you know, uh, what was the line again? It was something, it was something like, you know, uh, you're looking for Candyman, you know, uh. but obviously the B word, mm -hmm. um, and then like, the thing is, they have to go through all these people before they eventually get to the actual guy. And I'm kind of just like, I kind of feel like she would just see him straight away and say, yeah, that's the guy. Oh. And it's just like, it's just like, no, we have to do this police stuff, but that's the guy. No, no, you have to hear a lot. Like, it's almost like it's this procedure. Like the detective's just like, look, I know you know that it's him and we know that it's him, but we have to do this. It's a procedure. I think it's, I think it's to get the audience involved because you'll actively take on her role. I think, was her name Cindy? I think, I think it was Cindy. I think so. I don't. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, her name was Cindy. If it wasn't, but I, I think it was Cindy. Maybe just Google while I talk. Yeah. Um, 
but what I wanted to say was maybe it was it just gets you involved as a as the audience member because we clearly know who the suspect was. Yeah, we know we know who the suspect was. And as we go through it and they say the line, you'll be you'll be interacting or talking to yourself, you'll be like, No, that's clearly not him. You go to the next one and you're like, Okay, now that's not him either. You cause you actively know who you're looking for. So maybe think, it's just a way to make the scene think, more interesting. I think how um, maybe maybe they should have done that scene a bit differently. Oh no, her name is Helen. 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 Okay, Helen. I don't know where Cindy came from. It's yeah. probably a Friday the Thirteenth character. Yeah. It sounds like a horny teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but but yeah. Um, I think maybe how how it would have been a bit more interesting is if maybe like you know, but they don't actually show who this gangster guy is, and then or maybe like you know he hits her from the back and then she doesn't know who it is, but she remember but she hears him say oh, the, the voice line. line say the voice line and then the thing is when the lineup comes up and then she hears the, him say it she's like no that's him yeah. that would have been a bit better that's a that's a fair argument i can get behind that yeah actually. that would have been maybe a bit better but but yeah but anyway then we we're pretty much up to assume that um assume that uh that was Candyman, and that's basically it so then she goes to the parking lot, and then we get obviously our our the real Candyman show. Oh yes, that first scene where his introduction is just awesome. Dude, his voice in that scene. Yeah, Tony Todd, Tony Todd who plays Candyman, his voice is like so amazing. Like, it's it, it sounds demonic, but it also sounds really cool at the same time. Yeah, and like human, like a weird hybrid. It's like really this cool. weird hybrid. He's got this really cool like t sounding voice, and he's like you know like you know Helen. Helen. And you can tell that it was recorded in like a studio or something because that audio comes out in stereo while her audio it's it's also stereo but I mean obviously that's a manipulator uh, to make him sound to make his voice sound demonic, but mm, his voice is still cool nonetheless. It is just uh, like it was cool. I loved it. Yeah, I loved uh, 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 I loved his line in this movie and like yeah, also just a interesting design for a Sasha. Because you don't expect that. Because the thing is with with Candyman is that um, okay, obviously when he opens up his chest, you see what his chest looks like, and then it's a bit more grotesque. But when he's just like when you just sort of see him from the side, like he he sort of looks. He look. He's very well dressed. He's a very well dressed. Yeah, he's a formal. He's a normal formal dude. He's dressed formally, and then the only thing that's really disfigured about him is his hook. Mm. Obviously, that on his stump of his arm, and then uh, of his hand, and then um, and then obviously, but then obviously when he opens up his thing, you see sort of like the carcass and like the bees and everything because mm. he was eating. Interesting design choice. Yeah, it is an interesting design. It's very unusual. I mean, what are the oh, the bees? They were like part of his his origin story and his yeah. and his death. But it's still, if you're just thinking about it, like if you look at that image and you think that's a slasher, you're like, whoa, that's kind of an interesting and yet obscure design. Yeah, because instead of just having something like gory or grotesque about him, like he has like a third eye or something. He's just a normal dude, and instead they integrated some real living creatures in him, which is cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. It sort of goes back to our alien episode when you were talking about the xenomorphs and the design of the xenomorphs and oh, everything. The perfect killing machine. <laughs> yes, basically, and, and it's quite a unique um, design. Take on it. Thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, basically from the plot there, he basically, like, uh, he kidnaps the kid, he murders the dog, he chops the dog's heads off. The, the, the lady, uh, well... Uh, sorry, you can hear yourself. The the lady that we that we saw earlier, who's trying to just raise her kid, she has that dog. Mm. That the, she has that god. That, that, that sort of yeah, chop. That little like guard dog, uh, uh, guard dog, obviously to protect her. And then uh, you know the head's been cut off. It's pretty gore. It's pretty violent. It's quite gruesome. Yeah, they use a lot of gruesome imagery in this movie. But then basically he basically frames Helen and makes think that Helen's the killer or whatever. Mm. Which I think she kind of framed herself as well in a like. 
I know, how, I know, would you, how would you say? I know it was self-defense when that lady thought she killed... Oh, okay, oh, yeah. she, she oh, when the cops first said... Mm, yeah, I, like she knew that Candyman did it, but uh, it was only... He was only uh, like in her life because of Helen trying to find out who he is. Yeah. So she paid the price, and... Um, oh, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of dumb because like the thing is like you know she's telling she's telling the woman to like calm down, but at the same time she's like holding the axe yeah. like you know calm down. She's like calm yourself. Yeah, like if you disarmed her, just chuck it aside or something. Yeah, just chuck the axe aside. Instead, as and she was like on top of the the, the other woman. Yeah, she, okay, she okay, the meat cleaver. Okay, yeah, I, I get you. She did sort of set herself up. She for set that. herself up a bit. Like yeah. okay, maybe keep the weapon on standby. You know, you can just grab it, but don't like actively look like. You threatening her because yeah. <laughs> then as soon as the cops walked in how are you going to argue that yeah. you're going to say oh no the tooth fairy did it it's mm -hmm. no one's going to believe you and that's why she went to a loony bin yeah basically um and then yeah basically that's pretty cool um i think that's the one thing i don't like i don't know it's kind of a it's kind of something it's kind of a personal graph that i have with movies but with books and everything i don't like stories where characters are framed for like a, a crime that they didn't commit because i don't know to me I don't know. I mean, it's just a thing for me because for me, it's always just really annoying when I see that because I, because I, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I know she didn't do it. Clearly, somebody else did, it and she's been set up, and everybody, nobody believes her for the whole, for like, for like the next forty percent of the movie, and then only like at the end does people believe her. So can we just skip to that part, please? But yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it works a bit better in this movie. I think I think it works pretty cool because it's sort of a bit more psychological. Like he's really like make, he's making a Candyman's making a look making making it look like she's crazy and he's sort mm. of like playing mind games with her. Mm. I do quite like that aspect, but in other movies uh, I don't really like it. Like in those spot or like in spy espionage films where the main character gets framed and then like oh gosh that's a whole thing of proving uh -huh. innocence. Yeah, something I, I find a bit annoying, but mm. but yeah, I, no, yeah, I think yeah yeah but yeah like I said yeah it works because he's playing mind games with her. One kind of flaw I have is. She is a descendant of the... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hinted at later that she's a yeah, descendant. she's a descendant of the lady that... The one that he originally had fell like in... an affair with, or fell in love with, rather, not an affair. In like in the, in, yeah, in the, in the 1800s. In the 1800s, yeah. So then, I don't... I don't know if this has ever worked for you, but I've never liked a honey and then played mind games and actually got anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what his end game was, because he was just being a huge troll, basically. <laughs> well, he, was, he wanted to, to, her to come with him into the afterlife or something. Uh -huh. That's pretty much what he wanted. I know, that was his end goal, but his, his approach was kind of off, because he, he was just being a huge dick. Yeah, I don't know, maybe he's trying to like, I don't know, trying to separate her from the rest. Maybe, maybe like, Maybe maybe trying to just, he's trying to destroy her life and uh, then so that you will, will want to come into the afterlife, but it's kind of just like yeah yeah dude, you're not exactly you're not exactly winning her over here. Yeah, that's what I'm your saying. Flirting, your flirting skills are terrible. They're awful. Yeah yeah you, you have a great voice, but you need to work on your methods a bit. So. Yeah dude, I like I still like the movie. It's just to me that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that was a, the, I like his, that was uh, a little weird. Your argument could stand though that he's trying to just destroy her current life so that she will eventually just sort of give in sort of like blackmail yeah but that, that's the only thing i could i could picture working out yeah and then yeah um do you want to maybe talk a little bit about the husband character about him about that whole plot line about him cheating on 
Like, you know, obviously, it's it's pretty obvious that he's cheating on her, but she doesn't want to believe it. Yeah, it's all, really, really obvious. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. And then it's only like when he, when she comes in the house, the apartment later, and like the girlfriend is busy, like, you know, repainting the walls pink and everything. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that was a very funny thing. We like, you know, she takes the phone and like parts it to the girlfriend and says, yeah, call the police. And the girl's just like, oh, she's completely <laughs> freaking out that old scene. And I'm like, woman. Calm yourself. It's Calm right. yourself. <laughs> it was funny, dude. Um, yeah, I think that, as you say, it was obvious because from the very first scene when Helen walks into that class of his and then the class is like dismissed and there's that one, the one, one girl that's like lingering, she's like <laughs> all around him. And then, and, then, and, then, and then when she's like walking away, she even like looks back before, before, before walking out the class. Uh -huh. Yeah, kind of the 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 the, the kiss ass of the class, mm -hmm. the one who the one who's trying to get the best marks and everything, the one who's yeah. trying to be best at everything, mm -hmm. get all the awards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get you. No, she was hands down that that character, and um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. What did he see in her? She was kind of dumb. <laughs> Uh, I, don't know. I I know what he saw in her, but I tell you what, it wasn't her personality. <laughs> yeah. So, I think it was an interesting element. I suppose. I guess, yeah. What were uh, you gonna say? I was, uh, I was just gonna say. I suppose, <laughs> I suppose that, um, uh, like, they set him up as as a cheating sort of secondary villain because he didn't really help her. He wasn't a villain per se, but he definitely didn't help in her situation. Yeah. And they, when she finally became Candy Woman, Candy Woman, <laughs> then. Um, she needed a, someone to whack, so they set him up to get whacked. I guess I do. I, I guess the one thing I do like about that whole subplot, the B B movie plot, B plot or whatever, is that I do like the fact that at the end of the thing when he's in the bathroom, he actually does regret everything that he's done to her. Yeah, he really he, does. He, he actually does miss her, and he does actually he actually realizes what what he's done. But obviously, but obviously, you know, it's too late then, my man. You you you. you you're gonna get axed, mm -hmm. and then she shows up and basically like you know ends him. But yeah, more that combat stuff. Are they gonna are they gonna reference? Are they gonna reference that there's now a Candy Woman in the new Candy Woman movie? I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually wondering now. Is it just gonna be? Because you said it was a continuation. of Well, stuff? I don't know. It seems to me like it's gonna be. I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't read anything. I just watched the trailer. I haven't watched really okay, anything official of it. But I'm assuming. I mean, because most. Um, you know, like reboots slash sequels these days. It's never really like a true reboot anymore. The, the usually it's like okay, they acknowledge the past. They acknowledge the first film and then that's it. Like kind of like the new Halloween movies. Mm. Like they acknowledge the first Halloween, the original Halloween, but they but they ignore the sequels before it. So mm. yeah. Okay, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean that that trailer didn't re reveal much, obviously. Um, so it could still be Helen, Candy, yeah. Candy Woman. <laughs> Or it could just be yeah. a solid reboot yeah, and it's just Candyman. But yeah, I don't really have much too much to say. I mean, there's not really like too many moments in the story. I think I just I think just as a as an experience, especially if you're a horror fan, it's just it's just an interesting film to watch. It is. It's, so, it's, it's so, very different. Because it's so different to, to the, the horror movies, especially the ones coming out back then. It was just so mm. different. And I do like Tony and I love Tony Todd's Candyman. He's just he's awesome. very he's a brilliant actor. I think yeah. I don't know much about him, I'll be honest. <laughs> but but yeah. I think he's cool. Um hmm. And I do like I do like some of the lines he says like be my victim. 
And like Helen, Helen. Like, he says that. I do so like. Cool. I do like. I do like some of that. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say they, they sort of they didn't blur the lines, but they made an interesting story between an outright slasher movie and a sort of investigative thriller. Yeah. Which was very cool to see. It was like a cool hybrid of the two. Mm, because he is obviously a cruel dude. <laughs> yeah. So. But the fact that he wasn't running around and just, you like, know, reducing the population, instead he had a bit of reasoning was yeah, quite kinda, interesting. Yeah, he doesn't kill too many people. He only kills a few people in this movie, doesn't Why did he whack that kid, though? Cause we're kind of wondering why he whacked that, because we were actually thinking about that, because he kidnaps the baby and he uses that on leave leverage on Helen, because uh -huh. he Helen obviously wants to find this baby and save him. But like he doesn't, he doesn't harm the baby, and he like he like we even see some scenes where he's with the baby, where it's just him and the baby, and he's like being gentle with the baby. He's not trying to scare it or hurt it or anything. But then he hurts the kid. It's kind of like we actually made this like little joke that like you know, Candyman, his his morality is basically just like and just like if the, if the kid can't walk yet, I won't touch it. But as soon as that kid learns how to walk, walk, he's on my hit list. I'm like, oh, I got my eyes on him. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I can't explain that, other than the fact maybe they tried to. Um, maybe mm. maybe it wasn't. But the problem is it could have been that gangster guy that no. killed the kid. Because the problem is there's no way that, yeah, because it had to have been the actual Candyman who did it. I think it was, it was um, like a bit of a, a shock moment because we didn't know Candyman back then in that part during the film. Because we, obviously, we haven't met the real Candyman. Yeah, yet. we hadn't seen him or heard him or anything to, so he was still kind of a myth to us as he was to everyone else. So I think it was more just to build the myth and build, yeah, us, build the, the horror story. Exactly, to make him more so you fear him. Yeah. And you get scared of him. I think that was the point of it. But in terms of reasoning, I don't think he really had any. Yeah. Maybe that kid, like, stole his gummy bears. And no, then he was like, oh, hell no. Or maybe, I don't know, he just called Candyman and the kids. Oh, well, maybe he did actually call him He, well. he probably called him and then Candyman's just like, okay, you know, I'm just going <sighs> to, you're clearly, you're clearly, you know, dumb. So I get paid by the hour, whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't killed anyone in, like, 20 years. Fine, kid will just have to do. Yeah, and you, in the meantime, he was just in his apartment, that run-down building, <laughs> watching TV. Alright, so yeah, then um, in terms of like maybe some positives that we can mention, uh, I, I think I, I do like some of the, I do like the production design. Production design's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I do like some of the shots, like um, we'll, we'll show a screenshot on the video version, but there's one, the, the, that one shot where she, she climbs through the window, uh, through, through like that window hole and then she like comes out and then on the other side there's this there's this large painting of Candyman's face and his mouth is open open and then, and then the, the hole that she climbs out is the mouth mm. of Candyman because the thing is Candyman is the thing where the bees come out of his mouth exactly and it's actually clever you I didn't think about that like you sort of entered his layer <laughs> yeah in a weird weird way um I'm not sure if if I don't know, is it, if well, that can be concluded like that's that. that's the one that's the one shot really that like kind of stood out to me and I also Same. kind of like the aerial shots in the beginning with yes the, the they, they actually quite a long like uncut uncut like a shot. couple like a minute or two of just a constant freeway it's really, yeah really and they cool. play that like ominous music and I, I kind of like it because it kind of sets the tone this is an urban this is a more urban horror movie mm. like an urban it does it so. adds like a really dark cloud sorry I didn't yeah. need to cut you off no it's fine it's fine um, 
I think uh, if I speak about positives as well, I just want to add that that camera shot you spoke about of, of, of Helen coming through that hole in, and then it was actually his mouth on the painting. I think that is probably my favorite shot. It was the one that definitely stood out the most for me. Uh, I, think, I think also because it's the most visually appealing. It is. The most visually appealing shot. Like the rest aren't um, bad. There's nothing there's bad nothing about any of them, but they're sort of, they're sort of like a standard. They're standard shots. They're, yeah. they're, they're not uh, anything that really grips you like, oh wow, that's actually cool. You know, it's just sort of yeah. st storytelling standard elements. Not to bash it, it's just Yeah, we're not trying to bash it, it's just, just, just critiquing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but uh, definitely that shot really stood out. Those two, the opening sequence of the freeway pan, because uh, I wonder how they did that for back in that day. I mean, they must have done the, like, like, they must have done it on a helicopter. It must have been a helicopter. Cause because obviously back then they, they didn't have like drones that they exactly. could use now. Because now they have like those little drones that they can use. Because mm, that footage was stable. So yeah, it was very stable. Very stable. So I was just looking at it, it's like, that's really cool. And then of course the, the mouth in the, the hole in the wall. Yeah. Mouth shot. That was, those are my two favorite shots. But yeah, um, I think the best takeaway to take from it is that this movie, um, it has a very, the plot is very simple. It has a very simple, straightforward plot. But I think the, what I liked about it is just, is just how they approached it. That, mm. that, that kind of makes this film the, stand out the from the urban setting. The really, rest of it, it yeah. really switched up the formula. The urban yeah, I setting, did. Which is great. Uh, that that I would say is definitely one of one of my positive points, as well as a takeaway. Yeah. Is just the setting. They they had a, a clear concept in mind, and then they probably looked at the previous uh, like champions. Uh, the the slasher champions, you know, Jason and all that, like yeah. five, six, seven years beforehand. And they were like, how can we make this compete with those guys or at least be different. something different? Yeah. And so they were like, let's, let's make an urban setting. And that was, that was, I think the best way to do it. Yeah. And there's not really much else to say. Like, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's just a great movie all around. It's just a fun, yeah, it's just a fun little like horror slash thriller type movie to watch and everything. Mm. And yeah, I think it's um, cool. Uh, yeah, I guess that pretty uh, much. I mean, that pretty much would be just my takeaway. I guess would be just be like, you know, if you have a if you have a story that feels like it's if you even if you have a simple story or you have a story that like you know is kind of like everything that you've seen before you know it's good to like sort of like sit back and actually like sort of step out think out the box and sort of think okay how can we make this different different that, that would be the main takeaway for me as well because everything about this film is is it comes full circle yeah and it's it's very compact and simple there aren't many characters there isn't a ton of backstory and lore and except other than Candyman's origin yeah which is this which has a scene to itself yeah or at least like a story dedicated to it but that's fine that's all you need to know you don't have to know about all this other junk yeah it's just very concise and to the point and it's it's yeah. well thought out no it's a very well thought out horror movie so um uh, uh i guess uh, would you want to do ratings first uh, then talk about the new one or do you want to talk about the new one first um no, I think we should do the new one afterwards, but I think a takeaway quickly, okay, uh, yeah. just to add is, don't be afraid of simplicity. Yeah, yeah, simplicity. Simplicity, there's nothing wrong. If, if everything is solid to you, but you feel like it's too simple, I don't think you should worry about that too much. Rather have it just enough yeah, you're gonna, than over... You're gonna have, because you're going to have the people that are going to complain that it's too simple, mm. but like at the end of the day, sometimes that's just what works. Exactly. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Yes, and exactly. you don't need to have all this convoluted layers. If you yeah. have a concise, solid story, leave it. Don't, yeah. don't tinker. Yeah. That would be my takeaway.
Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I like Candyman's design. Yeah, yeah his, said, design, his design is very good. Something very different. Some sort of strange merge between human and something that's not human. Like a creature, yeah. Uh -huh. And yet he still, he still, unlike a lot of slashes, retains his human element. Yeah. Like you can sit down and talk to the guy if he was ever so willing. Yeah. Uh, he's not just out to kill, you know. That's, that's, that's something interesting. He has a bit more higher thinking than a normal slasher. Yeah. Which is cool. That's, yeah, just, uh, that makes him unique. <laughs> yeah, it does make him unique. Mm. So, yeah, then I guess for, for my rating, I'd probably go with an 8 out of 10. So oh, yeah. pr pretty pretty solid movie. Yeah. Solid hands down. Solid movie, so solid score, eight out of ten. What? Wh why not a ten? Can I ask? Do you have something that specifically d deducts? I mean, the thing is, or uh, is it just like? I think it's more just a sense of like you know, it's a very good, it's an effective horror movie, like we said, and it's a very good, it's a very effective movie. It does everything that it sets out to do properly. But I mean, obviously, you know, it's not it's not my favorite horror movie. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, a movie like you know. A movie like uh, The Shining or like the original Halloween is obviously going to top this this movie in a way. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a pretty good score. Because the thing is also, it's not just because when I score movies, it's not just about like, you know, okay, how many cons are there versus pros? A lot of the time it's more, uh, I have to also sort of bring in my own enjoyment. Into the exactly. Score. Like how much enjoyment did I have in the movie? And then if I had to like sort of round my score out, I'd say like, yeah, it's an 8 out of 10. It's a solid recommend it's for me. It's very def definitely recommend. And um, I'd say that, you know, if you're interested in watching the new Candyman movie that came out, I'd say definitely give this one a watch first. Because mm. yeah, I think definitely, it's a big... definitely this one. Yeah, definitely watch this one. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen the new one yet. We don't know if it's good or not, but I'd say definitely give this first one a watch. And mm. yeah. If yeah. nothing else. Yeah, and if you are first. interested in it, then yeah, maybe go check out the new reboot slash sequel. Mm. Um, sure, I had, a, I had an extra point now. Um, sure, and it's it's gone. Of course, it's gone. Of course, it's gone. It's always gone. What were we talking about earlier? Like the point just beforehand, and maybe you can jolt my memory. Uh, it was a concise story with some. Point. Oh yes, yes. Uh, what what I wanted to say is my overall rating would be a nine out of ten. Oh okay. Uh, hands down, it's it's brilliant. I really love it. So the and first time you've actually rated higher than me. Yeah. And we, 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 you either rate lower than me or, or, or we have the same rating. Yeah. So okay. the first now time I'm higher than you. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and the reason it's not a solid 10 out of 10 for me is, is purely because they sort of missed the boat a bit in the slasher genre. Yeah. You don't get modern slashers compared to the OGs back in the day and he yeah. missed that ship a little bit by coming out in 1992 when compared to like the early slash. and mid 80s when the yeah. slashers were booming. Yeah. That's why I would deduct. But other than that, brilliant. Loved it. Yeah. I think it's very cool. The only thing I would make it like I could complain and make it an eight because his apartment is dirty, but that's not a fair <laughs> argument. <laughs> not a fair argument. At no, all. so nine out of ten for me, hands down. And um, would you like to move on to the trailer for the? Yeah, we can move on and sort of talk okay. about the trailer. So. Sure. What is your initial? Uh, my initial thoughts. Have, of it? Sorry, have you seen that trailer first, like before I did? Or yeah, did yeah, you watch yeah, it same time. Yeah, yeah, I did. I watched the I watched the original movie, then I watched the trailer. And then when we started, we were talking about doing this podcast. I was like, "Yeah, I definitely would like to do Candyman at some point." I think it's a movie Kevin might like. And then, mm. and then when we when the new movie, when I knew the new, when I saw the, the release date for the new movie, I was like, "Oh, okay, this could be a cool tie-in, actually." Yeah. So we could do this movie, but yeah, no. Um, in terms of the trailer, it looks interesting. It looks like they kind of want to sort of go because I haven't seen because uh, there were two sequels to this original Candyman movie, you know, back in the nineties. Are they just aptly named two and three? 
I mean, it's Candy. Uh, they've got intricate names, but I, oh, I, I can't really remember them. But I, I, from, I haven't seen them. From what I've heard, they're not very good. Because like I think the third one was like direct to DVD and didn't even go to cinema. Oh, yeah, that, that's never a good sign. That reminds me of a film we could actually do. Maybe someone could tell us in the comments. Um, <laughs> uh, Lake Placid. Oh, Lake Placid. That's maybe. a good movie. Yeah, the first one. The second one. Yeah. After that, but the first one is ingenious. So if yeah. anyone wants to see a Lake Placid episode, just you know, let, just us, let know. us know below. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, and yeah, no, um, I think what's interesting because I do like, I do really like the actor um, uh, uh, who's the main star of that movie. He's a really good actor. He played Black Manta in the new Aquaman movie. And he was also doc uh, uh, he was also played a okay. I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but he played a very pivotal role in the new Watchmen HBO series, which is very good. Um, what I think, what I like about it is that they're sort of going back to basics of the first one, where it's sort of like a mystery, like learning the myth about the Candy about Candyman and everything. Mm -hmm. But they're also gonna. It feels like Candyman's sort of gonna be playing mind games with them, like kind of like make him think like he's actually Candyman, mm -hmm. and he doesn't know that he's actually Candyman or something like that. So I think that aspect of it looks interesting. It's a bit different to how he sort of messed around with Helen in this in this original movie. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have much to say. I mean, I'm interested to watch it. Um, but I think it looks good, but we'll have to see because I don't know a lot of these modern. Like I'm not very good because like Halloween 2018, I hated that movie. I could not stand that movie. So, well, let's just hope. I'm just I'm like I'm just praying. I'm just going like you know, please just be better than Halloween 2018. Just do it properly. That's that's all I go into these modern reboot slash sequels. I'm just like crossing my fingers. Please just don't screw it up. Mm. So yeah, I don't know what's your takeaway from the trailer. On the trailer, okay. I don't like to I don't like to compare too much. I like to give it a chance. As, as an individual standalone film. So I think um, what I'm concerned about is they've gone back to this original formula of Candyman being a bit of a myth, it seems, because they, they try out that- Well, obviously, because it's been like a 30 year gap now. Okay, and they, they're sort of like teenagers, and that's the concerning part. There's an army of them, uh, there's yeah. like five, and you can oh yeah, that scene with the with the girl with the five girls in the bathroom yeah. all saying you know Candyman, uh -huh. Candyman. So you can bet now they they've all called him away from his stories. Now he's extra mm. salty. He's gonna wipe each of them out one by one. They're gonna be shallow and generic, and it's gonna become a real bad horror movie. That's my concern. Yeah, I know you haven't seen the Halloween twenty eighteen movie, but that was actually my main concern with it was that instead of it because they brought back original characters from the original Halloween. But instead of making just the whole movie just about them, just make it about the original characters, mm -hmm. they then had to bring in teenage teenagers into it and they had to make it like a modern teenage like soap drama like drama slash romance horror movie type thing and it was just terrible. Because it's just like, you know, just look, I, I want older I want more adult characters. I don't want these teenage kids. Because kids are teenage kids in movies are annoying. Like I'm sorry, they're just annoying. That's why the slasher genre and that's why the original slashes in the eighties understood this. They were like, okay, fine. We'll make these kids generic, but it's fun because because the audience is going to be able to see them all get brutally murdered. Exactly. So it's fun. Mm -hmm. We can sort of work past it. So yeah, there is kind of that worry that they're just gonna mm. they're gonna twenty twenty one it and exactly. you know, make it woke and uh, you know they're gonna bring in some more generic elements into it. So yeah, safe. That's so concerning because I like I like the whole idea of one character looking out looking out for him, like going after Candyman to find out the truth. And there's not a lot of kids, there's only one kid, okay, aside from the, okay, there's three kids, there's the baby, there's the kid that died, and there's a, there's Jake. Jake. But there's not a lot of kids in that movie, it's mostly an adult-focused mm. 
Story. It mostly focuses on adult, on more older adult that's, characters. That's what I'm concerned because now I'm thinking this new Candyman is gonna be like um, Ouija. Um, Ouija. I haven't seen Ouija, but I bet it's not good. They do some voodoo, just like how they they call Candyman in the mirror, and and they all get wiped out and the credits. There's a similar there's a similar folk tale about Bloody Mary, and Bloody Mary is a similar thing. We if you if you Say Bloody Mary's name three times in the mirror, she appears. I think a more modern take might be scary stories to tell in the dark. That's that's what I'm fearing Candyman will be. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm really, I, I am... Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. I wanted to say realistically hopeful. <laughs> but cautiously optimistic is a lot more professional sounding. So that's what I am. I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic about new Candyman. All right, yeah. So hopefully we'll do... Hopefully it will end up being good. And then if it ends up being good, we'll do an episode. We'll do an episode like further down the line. Yeah, if, they make, if this movie does well, they do like a Candyman 2 or whatever. Uh -huh. Then we can do the 2021 Candyman. Of course. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, otherwise, so. yeah. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening, guys. Um, I just thought this would be an interesting, kind of little different type of movie. Something, actually, I'm, I'm grateful we did this. I enjoyed something like... Something um, different. different. Yeah. Mm. And sticking with the whole... Um, like what's coming out to have a previous movie be addressed by us is quite cool yeah because obviously we can't go see the the the, the brand new movie just yet uh, so it's fun to like cover the original mm, or whatever that, exactly. they're, that they're referencing which is cool yeah so yeah thanks thanks a lot for watching guys please like share and subscribe and then if you are listening to us on our podcast platform and you and you and you have any feedback for us please write us a review give us any feedback any improvements that you think we could make to the show we really pre we really do appreciate because we are trying to every day to improve the show as much as we can okay oh, let's just add we do do these episodes in batches which yeah. is why we wear the same clothes in a lot of episodes because well, we yeah. do a lot of episodes in a day the audio listeners won't won't know what we're talking about yeah. the youtube what videos exactly what we're doing. and so if you have any uh, suggestions or improvements and we don't get to them immediately it's because they'll only appear in the next batch of episodes yeah so you're like we've got like six or eight episodes that we're filming now then we're gonna then we're gonna get to the next batch later yeah, exactly so if you don't see your suggested improvement just yet then know it is possible it's coming in the next batch yeah so okay. just a bit of a bit of an fyi for you guys there yeah okay cool <laughs> but yeah thanks guys thanks guys